Hello, friends, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. And I created the U-Turn book and the podcast as a place to help you connect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week, I want to bring a guest on with the intention of helping you expand what's possible for you, both in your confidence, whether it's in work or love, and just in life in general. So let's get into this week's episode. What's going on, U-Turn friends? It's Ashley Stahl here, your host, and I'm so excited to just be sitting down and recording part two of the episode about 22 insights I've gotten from 2022. I wanted to lead us into a new year with insights, and you can take them um, as you like them. So some of them might resonate, some of them might not. They're just here to provoke thought and just things that I've written down in my journal that I thought would be fun to share. So the first 12 insights I went through in part one. So if you haven't heard that one, you don't necessarily need to listen to them in order, but you might want to check that out. And so we went through numbers one through 12 there. And so I'm going to get into 13, but I'll list off one through 12 in case you want to check out the other audio. Number one was you're your own guru. Number two was about feminine energy and how can you show up in more feminine energy in your career so you're not pushing all the time. You know, like as I talked about, masculine energy is so helpful. Feminine energy is so helpful, both so important. But I think in our careers, sometimes we're leading with so much fear that we become so in our wounded masculine energy. So in that episode, I talk about that. I talk about softness also. Number three, learning what brings out your softness. And number four, I talk about the difference between a seed, a sprout, and a blossom and what that means for me. And number five, I talk about the importance of asking questions instead of making assumptions. And number six, I talk about noticing what you're longing for. And number seven, I talk about what's wanting to happen in your life versus what you're pushing or what you're wanting to happen. Uh, And then number eight is about trust and where you have the most anxiety is usually where we have the least trust in our lives. So I talk about that. Number nine is just about, you know, nobody's really perfect. Everybody's working on somebody on something. And if they're perfect, that's their shit. That's what they're working on is, you know, perfectionism. Number 10, I talk about the string of impact you have through who you have supporting you in your career, how you make an impact. Number 11, I talk about living vulnerably. And number 12 is all about creating lasting change through isolation and how witnesses really help us change. So now we can get into part two of 22 Insights in 2022. I'm currently recording this from my uh, flat in New York City. I live uh, in lower Manhattan with my dog Jupiter. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see me with him every day. He's like my little world. And fall is here. It was like super hot, 80 degrees. And then just three weeks ago, everybody woke up one day and it was like 50 degrees and icy cold. So fall just had a really hard launch in New York. And I've been really reflective. And one of the things, point number 13, I wanted to make was about comparison. So I feel like we kind of come from a world where, especially with women, we're told that comparison is toxic or in religious contexts, we talk about, we hear that, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy. And what I've been landing to recently is that comparison can be really powerful and it can be really healthy if you let it be. 
because what it's doing is it's helping you self-discover. Uh, comparison creates contrast. This is that person. This is me. I like this from that person. I like this from the other person. And when you do that, it helps you learn who you are, what you want, what you crave, what you feel, what you need. So when you're in comparison, you have a couple options. You can either use it to put yourself down and make yourself smaller, which is not ideal. Or you can learn who you're not and what you are. You know, you can learn what you want and what you don't. And so I think my invitation for you is if you are comparing friends, like what are you learning about what you need? What are you learning about your own self-discovery through that? If you're comparing romantic partners, um, what is that telling you about what you're longing for or who you are or what your needs are? We can always turn it back in the mirror and look at ourselves and say, what is this telling us about us? So I think that could be really powerful. Same, you know, thing with envy and jealousy. People talk about that all the time. It's just showing you what you're longing for and you don't have to, you know, to me, jealousy is not wanting something for someone else and envy is just wanting that for yourself. And so there's an intelligence to feeling that in your body and noticing what you want. And my 14th insight from 2022 is about connection versus commitment. Um, you know, maybe some people are in your life for a good time, but they're not in your life for a long time. Um, maybe, you know, um, here's what I've found. I've had some friends who are dating in New York City and dating just seems to be a really easy example, but this applies to your career, to your friendships, anything is some people really want to enjoy connection and the good side. They want to have the fun. You know, dating is such an easy way to look at this. They want to go on dates. They want to have fun. They want to be connected. They want all the benefits of a relationship. But they don't actually want a commitment because commitment requires responsibility. Commitment requires really taking ownership of something. So, you know, maybe somebody is curious um, and wants to spend time with you and be your friend or be a romantic partner. Um, and they're down to spend a lot of time with you and really enjoy it, but they're not committed. Maybe they're not committed to showing up for you when it really gets tough. Maybe they're not open to having that sort of relationship with you. So I think it's really important as you navigate friendships, romantic relationships, all of the ships that are sailing around you is just to know, is this a connection in my life? Or is this a commitment that I want to make in my life? And vice versa. What's the experience you're having of the person or of the, the job, you know? Some people will, you know, really make other people wrong for not being committed to them. But there's nothing wrong with somebody wanting to have connection and wanting to have all the good sides without the responsibilities. So long as they communicate that or they know that and they share that um, with someone so they don't lead them astray into confusion. Um, for example, there are some friends in my circle and I love them, but I know that they want to connect. And when I'm with them, it's cosmic. It's amazing. I love seeing them. I also know that they don't have space for commitment, meaning if shit hits the fan in my life, I really can't call that person and count on them. And instead of being upset with them about that, I just know that this is a deep connection. It's not a commitment. And I'm not going to show up in commitment on my side because I know that they can't show up on their side and I want mutuality in my relationships. So it's really important to know that. 
My friends, in times of high stress, busy work days, and pandemics, it's so important that you make sure you're taking care of yourself by taking a multivitamin. We are living in one of the most toxic times, whether it's the water we drink, the air we breathe, or even the pesticides on the plants that we eat. And it's so important to fuel your body with supplements that it's not necessarily getting at your local Italian restaurant. This is why I wanted to take a moment to share the Complete Essentials Daily Pack of Vitamins plus Recharge NAD supplements with you. The Essential Daily Pack is filled with your dose of vitamins A, C, D, E, and K. It also contains biotin, which is great for your skin, your hair, your nails, calcium for your bones, zinc for your health, manganese, potassium, and an essential blend that you can get for either women's or men's health. These essential daily vitamins even come with omega-3s, which can help your body better absorb vitamins and micronutrients, making sure your cells get more of the good stuff. I also added on to the complete essential vitamin pack, NAD, every single day. NAD is such a powerful new supplement and I wanna share with you how it's been changing my life. So a little lesson on physiology. Our body has our mitochondria and they're power generators for our cells. And the thing about NAD is when you take the supplement, it's fueling your cells with generating energy for your cells. There's also waste. And so as your cells are working, they're creating waste, which is really garbage that gets generated in your body. And when this waste is not taken out of the body, your body's ability to generate and regenerate slows down, which creates a problem called senescence, which creates aging. NAD Recharge gives our body more garbage trucks by helping our mitochondria, and it helps you get the junk out of your body and slows down your aging process. You will notice within a few weeks of taking NAD that you have a huge energy spike. I was able to stop even taking that second cup of coffee in the afternoon because NAD was such a game changer for me. So taking the essential vitamin pack has become an absolute staple along with the NAD. And you know, let's face it, our favorite foods aren't exactly always nutrient dense. I try my best to eat well and take care of my body, but these daily essentials have been a huge deal and I love they put all the necessary vitamins in one sachet. So you can say hasta la vista to your big medicine cabinet filled with vitamin bottles and now in one single place you can open your multivitamin pack in the morning and at night and make sure you're taking care of your body and you can add the NAD supplement on if you're looking to increase your energy, improve your memory, lower your blood pressure, and lower your cholesterol. Visit ashleystall.com slash vitamins to place your order now for the women's pack or visit ashleystall.com slash vitamins men for the male version. Again, that's ashleystall.com slash vitamins for the women's multi-pack or ashleystall.com slash vitamins men for the men's multi-pack. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Number 15 of insights is everybody's yearning and longing for something. It can be a feeling. It can be an experience. So after this episode, I want to invite you to just write down on the top of a piece of paper, what is my soul yearning for? What are you yearning for? What are you really wanting? It's so helpful to know that. So useful to just tune into your, your yearnings, your wantings, your knowings, your missings. And number 16, I was reading about choices and the and and you know making choices and how do we make good choices. And I was reading about how you make poor choices. Um, and I believe this comes from Women Who Run with Wolves by Clarissa Pincola Estes. And such an amazing book about intuition. If you want to hone your intuition, it's definitely not a light read, so you can't like multitask whatsoever while reading that thing. But she talks about how especially women. We make choices that are not great when we're in sickness 
meaning like we're not well in the mind, we're not aligned, we are not taking care of ourselves, um, or we're in a season where we need to go inward and we're not, we're not ourselves, or in famine where we feel starved. So that means like if you want to make more money or you want a new job and you're in famine, like you just feel like your work isn't paying you enough and you're just so over it. You don't want to let yourself make a choice for your next job out of that energy of famine. Or maybe it's sickness. Maybe you went through a massive heartbreak or a massive loss and you're making some choices in your life. Maybe you're in a state of mental sickness with yourself or spiritual sickness and you just don't necessarily, if you get honest with yourself, you may think you're fine to make a choice, but you're not. And actually what comes up for me is when I'm getting my period, I found that I know this is really stereotypical, but I'm more emotional and I have a shorter wick um, when it comes to making choices. So if I'm dealing with something that kind of feels like bullshit, I don't have as much capacity for it. And I'm not really like a PMS angry, irritable person. I'm just like, yes or no. I go into yes or no quicker. I don't have the capacity to sit in the maybe. So that's kind of like a sickness, like when I'm menstruating, like my body feels kind of sick and I don't make the best choices. So I know like if I'm thinking about breaking up with somebody, ending something, canceling a contract, signing a contract, I'm like, I'm not going to make this choice because I'm in sickness right now. So sickness and famine, two really strong, potent forces that can skew your decision making. So when you have an important choice, ask yourself, am I choosing this out of famine? Am I choosing this out of sickness or am I grounded? And number 17, this is really powerful. And this came from a conversation with my therapist. Um, We were talking about relationship needs and how they differ in the beginning, middle, and end for a good relationship. So this includes friendship. This includes romantic partnership. This includes business. Um, At the beginning of a romantic partnership, of a friendship, um, of a career, you're going to have certain needs. And those needs are bound to change once you hit the middle or as the relationship progresses. And as you're towards the end of a relationship, maybe you're at the end of your life or maybe you're completing your time working a job and you're completing that relationship, your needs are going to change. So when you're looking out for yourself, when you're making choices of what things are a fit for you, you want to not just tune into what do you need right now, but what are you going to need in the middle? What are you going to need in the end? What are you going to need long term so that you can make better choices? And then number 18, my insight is about healing. And this is about how you show up with others. So, you know, um, my best friend, Nicole Nalpavar, who everybody always hears me talk about because I think she's just like the best thing ever. She's a therapist always available to be your therapist. So check her out. I think her Instagram is at therapy by Nicole. Um, Her and I were talking about healing and how when her and I used to have anxiety, specifically me, we would tend to think of a lot of questions we needed to ask someone. And these questions were kind of a way of us trying to get control. Meaning if we were in a new relationship, and this was years ago, we noticed this, we would want to sit them down and, and you know, it's good to ask questions and get to know someone, but we would be asking them from a place of, are we safe here? Like, is this, is this the person that we're going to marry? Is this the whatever? And it turned into these like Geneva Convention, State of the Union vibes with people. And it was really just a bunch of anxiety trying to control a situation versus having fun and getting to know someone, whether it's a friend, whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's a business partner, whatever you're looking at. 
And for me, stopping those state of the unions was really important. Stopping that urge to control and ask a lot of questions so that I could feel safe was important. For other people who don't speak up, having a state of the union asking a bunch of questions is going to be incredible growth. So ask yourself, are you the person that tries to chat, 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 chat and control through chatting and get answers so that you can self-soothe? Or are you the person that self-soothes by being quiet? Because if you're the quiet person, you want to speak up. And if you're the person that is really chatty and trying to get some relief through that, you might want to work on self-soothing without having to do that, without having to air your anxiety in that way. And number 19, this has become one of my favorite ones. I've been reading a lot, a lot, a lot of books lately. I love reading so much. And I was thinking about how when I'm reading, it's a really good pulse for my wellness. Because in order to read a lot, if you don't read a lot, um, reading's hard. Like paying attention is hard. If you have any brain fog, if you're busy, if you don't have time for your well-being. When I'm reading, it means that I have time for my well-being. I'm eating right enough where I don't have brain fog. I'm taking my supplements. I'm feeling pretty good. So I have learned to see my devotion to reading every single day, even if it's five pages, 10 pages of a book. And I'm always reading three or four books at a time as a reflection of my well-being. So I just want to invite you, like, what are you doing in your life that's a reflection of your well-being? What activity do you say to yourself, oh, this is, I do this when I'm well. And why aren't you doing that? What's going on that's preventing you from that? And number 20 is about capacity. So here's the thing about capacity, and I, I know I've talked about this quite a bit. Everybody has different levels of capacity, and we have a lot of pain. It takes up some of our emotional space. So like, for example, I know a guy who is a dentist, and he hates being a dentist, and he doesn't want to admit to himself that he hates being a dentist. So every day he gets up and he bees a dentist, and he doesn't want to face it. And so every day he has less capacity for life. He has less capacity for people because he's tired. He's angry. He's he's sticky. He's resentful. He's he's exhausted. And it's traumatic. It's traumatic every day to do something you don't want to do. And this doesn't have to just be in work. It can be with anything that's traumatic. Is you know, to me, when you do something traumatic, it's not something that you necessarily want to be happening and it's exhausting. So your body gets tired when you're pulling on its capacity and having traumatic or painful experiences that you don't process. So because he's not willing to release being a dentist, because he's not willing to look at his pain or go to therapy, seek out friends that he can talk to about this, whatever he chooses to do, his capacity is taken up by his pain. And he doesn't have enough space for other people, for other things. You know, if I call him and I want to vent about something, he has a really short wick. So your capacity is truly your responsibility in your life. And it's okay if you don't want to have a lot of it. You just need to know that you don't have a lot of capacity if you have a lot of pain. And you don't have to heal everything, right? Like you can have some judgments and some pains that you're like, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to heal that. That's totally fine. Um, this is where I differ from a lot of um, personal development people. I I think that there's, I don't know, like the real work is is growth and non-judgment, but if you're trying to heal everything all the time, you need to work on being present and living your life too, you know? So there's something to that. And then number one is, you know, we all come into this planet with pretty similar stuff in our bodies, our brains, our blood, our veins, um, our cells. But our quality of life comes back to what we put into our bodies. Who we are comes back to what we put into our bodies, right? So 
What are you putting into your body? What kind of food are you putting into your body? And what is that making you be like? I used to have a lot of sugary snack accidents and I would get headaches. And part of my persona was needing to go to sleep early or needing a nap because I didn't feel well. Um, that sense changed. What conversations are you putting into your ears? That really impacts who you are. That really is a part of what you put into your body. So what's going on in your mind? What, are you sh- what, are you, what kind of people are you trusting with your heart, with your feelings, with their thoughts? Um, this really matters. Really, really important. Um, and, you know, what sorts of exp- what kind of lovers are you letting into your heart? Um, it's really about what we put in, what people, what thoughts, what knowledge, what drugs are you putting into your body and how is that impacting you? Um, this is what can often differentiate you for better or for worse. So just paying attention to this. Um, and then the 22nd point is something that I've learned ever since I signed up for a meditation teacher training at Three Jewels in New York. Um, and this is ending for me in December 2022. So I'll be a certified meditation teacher with 200 hours of training. And it's been really intense. And what I've learned is when you have access to knowledge, like spiritual information especially, you have there's a privilege to that, right? Like there's people who are in places right now that don't have access to this information. They don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have phones. So when you listen to powerful information, and I'm not going to go as far to say that my information is powerful. If you think it is, great. If it's not, I have no story about it. Whatever you think it is, whatever is powerful for you, know that there are people in the world who don't have that privilege. And so when you listen to something profound, remember that you're not just listening for you. You're listening for all the people who don't have access to that information. So 22 insights for 2022. I can't wait to hear what you thought of this. I would love for you to share it on the gram. If you haven't written a view for the review for the U-Turn podcast, those keep us in business. Those keep us supported. Those keep us being able to pay our producers. So please um, definitely look into that. And thank you so much for just being a part of this community. And I'm sending you a lot of love as you complete this year. I hope some of these awarenesses really stick with you, give you something to think about, make you better. Um, If there's someone out there that you think could benefit from this, we love when you share it. We love hearing from new people and um, wishing you a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week.